If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Friday, no. Tipped up by Nash. At the horn. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman, and I am joined by the Welsh today at Is It the Welsh? You know, normally we don't record this together, but uh, we had a horrible tragedy happen in the NBA realm today with uh, Kobe Bryant passing in a helicopter crash. His, unfortunately, his daughter was uh, in the helicopter as well, and there were uh, seven other people in that helicopter. So just a, a terrible, ter- terrible tragedy. That's horrible, man. I mean, yeah, it's just so awful. I don't even know how to put put it to words. It doesn't feel right saying it. Yeah, here's here's the deal with this episode. This is not going to be the normal hardwood takeaways episode. This is just not going to be the normal thing. 
Uh, you know, there there were, uh, I mean, first off, there's a conversation to be had about the games that were played. There were a slate of games that happened, but it's just not important. And I don't think anybody cares about that because it was a surreal moment when I saw the news that a helicopter had crashed in uh, Calabasas, California, and that Kobe Bryant was involved. Like when I locked into the story, and I think the, the I think that was the moment Kobe Bryant was confirmed in this plane crash. And I imme- you're the first person I text. I immediately text you, and I was like, "This doesn't even seem real." And as soon as you know it, you caught on to it. We both exchanged and said, "We're going to do the show together." And this is the only thing that you could talk about. I was prepping like, for this show and um, the prep for this show, especially uh, coming in on a Monday after the weekend slate of games, there's always so many that uh, it can take me a long time. So I had specifically uh, not turned the TV on. I wanted to get done before the Rockets game was starting today because the Rockets were going to play on NBA TV and uh, I knew that game was tipping off at 1.30 our time. So I was trying to get all the stuff done uh, leading up to the Sunday games ahead of time. And so I had everything turned off. I just had the scores in front of me and stat sheets and stuff like that. And then you text me and I just I couldn't turn away from the TV. You know? No, it, uh, it, it didn't seem real. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, you and I experienced this covering other sports with uh, Jose Fernandez when it happened. But this was... Um, I mean, it was magnified to another level and it, it didn't seem real. And it's a and every single level is a horrific tragedy. There's a lot of stuff involved. The The media reporting was absolutely atrocious and a lot of people it should be ashamed so of themselves. Yeah. For for the reporting that was involved and who was involved and who wasn't involved. And and then, you know, the confirmation um, that, you know, it, it was it was beyond heartbreaking when it was confirmed that uh, Gianna Bryant was involved in it as well. And I mean, you know, not that it already wasn't horrific, but that one of his daughters was involved was it was just the gut punch, gut wrenching made you sick. I mean, every human being on uh, social media or, or anywhere tears. And then yeah. the story got bigger where it was from four to nine. You had John Altabelli who was with his wife and his daughter. His daughter was teammates with um, with yeah. Gianna, and they were killed in the in the plane crash as well. And he was a, um, a junior JUCO coach, baseball coach. And there's ties to Aaron Judge with the Yankees and Jeff McNeil with the Mets. And the legs it had were absolutely um, you know horrific from top to bottom in the entire story. But it was it's a surreal. It's a it's a numbing surreal sensation when you literally 24 hours before Kobe Bryant had been celebrating LeBron James passing him statistically the video of them hugging and there's a video of LeBron talking about what Kobe meant the night before the night before the night before he passed away it's just so that that's another surreal part that hasn't really even sunk into me right like we're gonna we're going to remember this years, years after th- this horrible tragedy has happened that, um, you know, it was the night after LeBron passed him on the all time scoring list and on his shoes, he wrote, you know, uh, 88, 24, 
uh, Mamba for life, KB. Uh, LeBron had written on his shoots because he knew he was passing uh, Kobe that night against the Knicks. And it was just, um, it, the timing is unbelievable, you know, and just, uh, I, I've told you this, like, as a competitor, I hated to watch Kobe play because he would smoke the Rockets. And the people out here in Phoenix didn't like to watch uh, Kobe play because he beat up on the Suns. Oh, but man. you always had to respect him as one of the greatest to ever play. And he always kind of had this hardline attitude. And it was like, God, can this guy just lighten up for five seconds? And that was why he didn't get along with Dwight. Remember? I mean, because well, Dwight is kind of a big kid. I, I saw have fun. I, was no I, fun. I'm trying to remember who I saw say this, but I mean, because there's a million. They, I mean, Jay Williams had an incredible, incredible. Uh, was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch where he even slipped a little cuss out on ESPN. And he just said, I'm sorry. You know, it was live. I can't do it. And a lot of different comments. But uh, someone had commented to the point to saying that, you know, LeBron uh, or I'm sorry, that Kobe Bryant did not have a friend on the court. He had no friends on the court, but off the court, he had a bigger heart than people knew. And he had created massive friendships, especially, I mean, he was the ultimate competitor, like I, the Mamba mentality. I mean, you know, the, this accident came from you know, when Kobe uh, left the uh, left the NBA, he created the Mamba tournament. That's where he was headed with, with everybody, his daughter. Uh, she was in the tournament, obviously. And, and the other family that was with him, they were headed to the Mamba tournament. And, you know, he had he had adjusted his life out. He was so competitive at that time. You know, a lot of the stories would come out of just there weren't friendships because nobody wanted to win more than him. That is what the Mamba mentality meant. But as soon as he got out of basketball, you started to get this other side where you saw Kobe Bryant as a mentor whether it was to his daughter, which seemed to be one of the biggest things ever, but to other NBA players. And he was there talking up the players. And he, I mean, it was another level. It was something that, you know, he had started to curate friendships more than anybody knew. And he, right. He was so concentrated on basketball for so long that he really didn't know how to step back from that. And you kind of saw him starting, you know, he was still competitive in all the stuff that he did, whether it was, you know, like he he won uh, an Oscar last year for a movie that uh, he helped produce. And, and like he still wanted to win, of course. But you could see like he was just there for his daughters so much. Uh, he was creating new businesses like he was really stepping into uh, his life as a man more than just a basketball player. And that's a lot and, of what's been known right now. Box. Yeah, it was, you know, so all terrible. the photos with him and his daughter. I mean, even so much so, you know, there's the relationship he had with Shaq, you know, it's, it's known throughout and Shaq, you know, he, um, he had a statement. He said, there's no words to express the pain I'm going through with this tragedy of losing my niece, Gigi and my brother, Kobe. I love you and you will be missed. My condolences go out to the Bryant family and the families of the other passengers on board. I'm sick right now. And the reason I bring up that as well is you want to understand, you know, the level of where Kobe Bryant had changed his, you know, his uh, maybe it's demeanor or personality or perception that people might have had that morning. He texts Shaq's son, Sharif, and just said, you good? And then Sharif was like, ah, I'm just, you know, because I think Sharif is um, they just transferred out of UCLA. And and he said, I'm doing all right. And then the last, you know, he responded, are you doing OK? And that was it. That was it. But. He, uh, you know, whether whatever you thought the Rocky relationship might be, Kobe that morning was out texting Shaq's kid to see if he was OK. Right. That's the type of mentor mentor that he had turned himself into. And, you know, you, you make the comment that, you know, in the game, you know, the, the 
the perception of him was, you know, sometimes intense or even bad because he was such a competitor. I actually always had this idea of him as he transcended. He was so good. It's like Tom Brady. He was so good. You could try to hate, but you just can't because you're in awe. Whether who hasn't who hasn't uh, dropped back when they're firing something into the garbage and gone, Kobe. Well, every, I mean, everybody, uh, every person in the world, has every done human that, being so. in the world has right. done the, the Kobe, and that and and that was from him. It's a it's a it's a deep thing, and there's a lot of other um, intricacies involved. Um, I would say not to you know the Laker family stuff. You know, I mean, there were people that were upset when LeBron uh, came to uh, play for the Lakers because they thought he was going to overshadow Kobe or something. And, you know, I... Well, it was Kobe's team. That's what everybody said. Like, he can come here, but it's Kobe's team. I mean, Kobe won... uh, uh, how many? Did he win three titles? I mean, him and Shaq won three titles together. Yeah, Kobe won five. Yeah, yeah. total. And he he's uh, he won uh, three with Shaq. And I mean, but I mean, it's just not. You know, you have Kobe there. No one forgot about Kareem or Irvin. You know, Magic. Uh, you know, no no one forgot about Magic or Kareem. So I, you know, it's almost like you saw uh, two nights ago Kobe passing the torch to LeBron. You know, but yeah, LeBron well, overtook him in points. That's what yeah. it was, dude. There, there's this really fascinating one. I, I'm not sure if you know who this is. Do you know who Boss Logic is? Uh, no, I don't. Boss Logic is, uh, he does, okay, one thing I, I believe, if I have this correct, I believe he's really famous for anytime there's a rumor out of, let's say, like, you know, some person's going to play a character in a movie, like a Marvel movie or something like that. Boss Logic goes out and makes this insane artwork where it's like, oh, here's my envision of this guy um, in this trailer. Like people will literally take the artwork and think it's real. He's an amazing graphic artist. He does awesome stuff. I'm I'm probably underselling all he does. The reason I'm bringing it up was uh, he put out a tweet. And actually, he he tweeted this on January 25th. Uh, uh, this artwork, and he commented on it. And I want to find the exact statement because it's. Oh, let's see. Uh, where did it? Okay, here goes. So there's this picture, and it is LeBron with his walking in his jersey with Kobe on his left. Kobe's got his arm around LeBron, and he's holding this basketball that's shining three. And it it's a, it's a, it's like a literal passing the torch type of thing. And he had tweeted this out before this all happened, but then he made a post uh, on Sunday that said, "Yesterday I made this." I showed it to my brother and he loved it, but he said it looked like a passing away piece while at the same time a tribute to the the passing of the points. He said, I laughed it off saying no one will think that now I can't look at it without tearing up. Right. And it is a literal. I mean, if you just type in boss, Uh, I I just saw it. Yeah. It says one day ago. Yeah. It it is the epitome of like what you're talking about. Like there's a, I mean, that that's going to be the mystique, you know, that leaves here, man. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, Kobe Bryant had in our era, the greatest single performance of a basketball game we've ever seen. Now you could argue like, you know, the comebacks and single quarters and in a, in a series, you know, I know Michael Jordan, you know, he's sick and all that, but I'm talking 81 points. He scored in our time and anyone's legit. You know, everyone will go back to the wilt thing. There is no greater scoring performance I have ever seen in my life than yeah. Kobe Bryant. And I, and I, you know, I don't want to get into the logistics of it, but you want to argue, you know, Wilt in his time versus Kobe in this time and Kobe doing it. It's astonishing. Right. And there, there's a mystique that will follow Kobe Bryant from 
his legacy of a player and the championships to the Mamba mentality, to the dual numbers, to who he became off the court, everything that mystique will follow forever. And it's, um, it's still, it's surreal thinking that we are now, we are literally in a post Kobe world where we have to think like that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, you just saw so many players affected by this too, you know, I mean, the Rockets and Nuggets game literally tipped off like 30 minutes after yeah. this news came out. Boggs, like, that's a bigger piece here. And I get to, you know, this is, you know, kind of talking about Kobe, but I will tell you, I was utterly shocked that the NBA played the games on Sunday. Yeah, I, I was real surprised too. I, you know, I don't, I don't understand the logic behind it. And I'm not, I've never really been too critical on Adam Silver. I think uh, multiple times on this show, I've said, you know, I think he's doing a better job than any commissioner in the world. Uh, I was just really surprised that they played these games today uh, after this happened because I think, and it's funny, I was watching NBA TV and uh, I can't remember his name, the guy who, who was hosting today, uh, but he said, I don't think all the viewers understand or appreciate the tight knit group that the NBA is as far as the players go and, and the coaches and everybody. I mean, and you could just tell, you know, Doc Rivers was uh, they stuck a ton of microphones in his face before uh, the Clippers were tipping off and he was crying his eyes out. Right. So uh, it just didn't make a lot of sense uh, to get these games in, but they did. And there were, you know, some nice tributes uh, done, but you just saw the emotion out of everyone, you know, um, you know, uh, Tyson Chandler uh, oh, and was, uh, was... Austin Rivers and PJ Tucker. They were all crying during the national anthem. You could see Devin Booker when uh, people started chanting Kobe in the stands in Memphis. He started to well up. You know, it's well, just, I mean, uh, there were tears left and right. I mean, right. I, if you want to take a positive, I mean, it was rough, man, because there were players that didn't play. Uh, Kyrie just left. When he found out the news, he left. He didn't play. Um, there, there were. If you want to spin the NBA playing it, I mean, you brought up a good point because, like, I just got to tell you, like, I am, I'm floored that they would play the games. But you brought up this great point, like, if there is something Kobe would have wanted, would have been the right. games to be played. I agree with That's that. That's the Mamba mentality. hundred. There are some incredible. Um, there are some incredible moments that came out of it where. Uh, Trey Young, who is it was his idol, and he had this really devastating Instagram post where, um, you know, Kobe's daughter Gigi actually said that Trey was her favorite player, and they got to meet a couple times. He wore number eight in tribute, and that first game you were talking about, both teams ran out the twenty-four second clock shot, uh, shot clock in tribute to Kobe Bryant. Yeah, the and- Raptors and the Spurs did that. That was pop. I mean, I think it was pop. And then uh, the Wizards and the Hawks did the same. Well, thing. and then the Suns and who the who did the Suns play today? The the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies did the twenty four, and then the Suns did an eight uh, lane viol. I think it was eight second lane violation, or they had an eight second clock run out in, in tribute right. as well. And there there was a um, one of those really like mysterious things that happened. And um, my boy, uh, our boy uh, Steve Alexander, doctor from Roto World. He put out this. He goes, my apologies to anyone who already read this tweet, but someone texted to him that Devin Booker and Trey Young, who were just bawling, uh, Trey Young was seen hugging his mom, just looked and idolized Kobe Bryant. Booker and Trey combined for 81 points, and they each took 24 shots. Right, and uh, Trey Young shot 81% on his free throws. And 24 so, shots. And by the way, and, we're number eight. and they had eight rebounds. 
Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy Spooky. that that uh, yeah, and, and all, all of that stuff that that, uh, that happens. And you know, uh, Kawhi was going to do load management uh, tonight, but he said, "Nah, I'm going to lace him up because that's what Kobe would have wanted." You know, there was um, you know, plenty of that stuff going around, but just uh, an awful day in the NBA. And it's you know, I was listening to Ernie Johnson, who is just one of my favorite people to listen speak ever. And uh, he was on CNN with uh, Wolf Blitzer, and uh, he he was talking about um, you know the NBA is just going to look different at the end of this year because he had Stern pass away a couple days into the new year, yeah, and then Kobe uh, pass away today. It's just uh, it's a v- strange year so far in 2020. Yeah, it it also um, it opens up a lot of stuff where it opens up, you know, the. the People, you worry about being tropey about saying things. Everybody has a comment, but it's okay. This is the time where you can be tropey. You can say all of the cliches because they hold true. There's an idea that it's a really weird one where, you know, do we hold the death of somebody over another? But, you know, this is an iconic figure that's been in our lives forever. And it's so wildly unexpected that it's jarring. It kind of, it shocks you into, uh, into numbness or it just, it just shocks you and you don't know what to do with yourself. You're like, wait, what? Like, how do I, you know, how do I fathom what's going on? And obviously some people hit harder, you know, than others, people that were, you know, Laker fans or they idolize, you know, my idol in, in, in my world has always been Jerry Rice. And, you know, like when you lose your idol like that, it's, it's, it's a really stark contrast to just like your everyday going and and but everybody kind of collectively was feeling the same things together but you could feel the emotions you talked about doc that was a big one um another one i don't did you see mike breen did you see uh or hear what he said no i didn't see it so he um this was in the knicks game he mentioned a uh it was a cartoon that was done when thurman munson passed and it the the it shows you know Thurman Munson and then it shows two baseball players with a tear going and and they're walking and they just go nah Yuki I just don't feel like playing ball today and Breen um he cited that and he was trying not to well up and he said I just don't feel like broadcasting today and it was kind of in conversation as well about people you know a lot of players didn't want to play a lot of the players didn't want to be out there holding back their tears. Um, you know, it might have been a welcome. Well, you, it might have been like a welcome, uh, cathartic, you know, out outlet for everybody going through that. You forget about that, but everyone was having a hard time. And I thought Mike Breen just kind of he he said it best. And, and our buddies, you know, Dan Bespris and Jonas Nader, both Lakers fans. And yeah. uh, Jonas had a tweet about how you know Kobe has been and always will be his favorite player. And you know, I text those guys. And Dan said, I honestly can't remember crying about the death of someone I never knew, but it happened today. Dude was my entire childhood and well into adulthood of sports fan. So, you know, it's just, um, it's a brutal, terrible loss, you know, and, and doesn't, it doesn't make sense and it's hard to process right now. So, uh, I don't, I don't even know what else to say. Well, um, Kobe Bryant leaves you know i mean it leaves you know the, the our obvious uh plane of of you know everyday living but you know remember the player that he was i mean this guy this guy left the nba averaging 25 points a game 25 and we know it slowed down towards the back end a little bit but still averaged 17 and a half 
points his last season in 2005 slash 2006. And those were. And he's going into the Hall of Fame this year, too. Mm, Uh, This is is the the first year that he's eligible. It's it's brutal. I mean, the the two of the last three seasons, he, I mean, you almost don't count 2013, 14, but I mean, the guy averaged 20 plus points from 1999 through 2000 to 2014, pretty much. If you don't count that like six game 2013 season, I mean, it's, it's astonishing. And uh, five rebounds, five assists over a steal. I mean, he is the epitome of iconic in sports and, um, yeah, it's brutal. I mean, it's a it's a brutal blow. Um, his his daughter also, you know, I think someone told I wish I could tell you who told this Boggs, but someone said this story where a fan or somebody had came up to Kobe and just said, man, you know, you got to have a it was on the son. Kimmel show. That's what it Well, Yeah, he told the story. It was him. He said, he yeah, you got to have story. a son. You got to have a son to carry out the legacy. And you know, his daughter, Gianna, was just like, I got this. So that's right. what made it even more brutal. And she was developing into you know, I mean, she's probably going to be another worldly WNBA player where she was heading into and um, survived by the three daughters. There's a 17 year old, a three year old and and uh, and a little little girl that was just newborn. born. Yeah, newborn. And uh, his wife, Vanessa. And it is uh, it's going to be parents are still alive, too. I it's going to be a struggle, man, for everybody. It's going to be a struggle even into today as people are listening to this for NBA fans um, to just kind of comprehend. It was surreal Sunday for all of us to know that games were actually going on, but comments uh, across the entire world, the Grammys had comments and uh, you know, Kobe Bryant reached a complete another level of, um, of important in the sports world and just people's own world. So it is an absolutely, absolutely shocking uh, development that happened. And every ounce of it is unfortunate. And so much so that, you know, the games, there was a huge slate of games. It just didn't matter. You know, they just didn't yeah. matter at all. I mean, all. even Pop, you know, he's like, yeah, tough loss. Who cares? You know, yeah. uh, I mean, and, and it's true. You know, that that was uh, that was part of the reason why you and I both didn't didn't think they would be playing games no. today. It's it's more for the players. But, um, you know, yeah. over what now? So. Well, I'll tell you this. Um it wasn't necessarily planned, Bogman, but we are going to step out of this episode at the 24-minute mark. It's a 24-minute podcast uh, just talking about Kobe Bryant in remembrance of him. It's Hardwood Takeaways. It's Bogman. It's Welsh. And uh, hopefully we can give you a little insight and a little bit of tribute to the late, great Kobe Bryant. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride. And now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.